You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror, that black And knowing was half the battle. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hello, all you cartoon lovers out there. This is your host, Tim Nadale, and this is Saturday Morning Rewind. You guys are in for a huge treat this month. The one, the only, Corey Burton is joining me today. Not only is Corey just simply just an amazing voice actor, he's a super nice guy. He is, I'm not lying, he is in my top three favorite voice actors that are still working today. He is incredible. I have enjoyed his work since I was a kid in the in the early 80s. Uh, it, it's just amazing I actually got him on the show. I've tried so many times to get him on here. I've been told by so many people in the business that he won't do it. That he just he, he keeps to himself a lot. He doesn't do many interviews, especially lengthy interviews. It's funny because I was even told to keep it at around 20 to 30 minutes. And I, I tried. I really, really, really tried. But... Corey, I, I think I just caught him at the right time. He just wanted to talk. It's it's amazing. It's funny because you've been hearing me try to end it a couple times. I think it was two or three times I tried to end it because I just felt like I was, you know, keeping him from something. I, I was told to keep it at 20 minutes. I tried, Corey. But thank you so much for, for staying on with me, Corey. This is amazing. This is by far my favorite episode I've ever done. So you guys are hopefully going to love it. For those of you out there who may not know Corey, um... He does Captain Hook now. There is no time for games. Tell the boys me. Of course he was uh, Zipper and Dale on Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Hey, what are back for? That's my favorite brand. Gruffy Gummy and Toady in Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Now beat it. And remember, Shrimpy, our gummy berry bushes are off limits. While little Toady is now strong and powerful. Ludwig von Drake. After the great Paul Fries passed away. He is looming out the candlestick and calls for feast o'clock. Day is special, comfy, sleepy, happy, sneezy, dopey duck. Table 9 has Ichabod by Mowgli and Baloo to head this horseman's table 7 and his head's at table 2. He was Spike and Shockwave in the original Transformers and many others in, in Transformers as well. Wow, it's like some kind of robot Frankenstein monster. What is your command, Megatron? He actually did one thing I didn't know he did. He's the voice of Robert Rodriguez's movie trailers. Now Tarantino and Rodriguez are bringing the grindhouse back with two explosive feature films. And of course, I'll never forget one of my favorite voices of his. After Paul Freese passed away, he also took over as the ghost host for the Disneyland Disney World rides of the Haunted Mansion. When hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, when the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. And of course we talk about all of those and many, many more. But before I get to the interview, I need to plug a couple of things. I have a huge, a huge contest I'm doing right now. It's going to be going for a couple months. This contest will end October 1st, 2014, so go to the website right now. I am going to be giving away 
Goof Troop Volume 1 on DVD, Tailspin Volume 3 on DVD, DuckTales Volume 2, I picked Volume 2 because it has the pilot episodes which I love, Adventures of the Gummy Bears Volume 1, Darkwing Duck Volume 1, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers Volume 1, all on DVD. So all you Disney afternoon lovers out there, go to the website right now. It's at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Go to the contest page, fill that out. Contest ends October 1st, 2014. You will be notified via email if you won on October 1st. So good luck. And while you're on the website, please make sure to check that out. It's pretty cool. I think you'll like it. It's got audio, a tribute page for all the, you know, voice actors who have passed over the years. Uh, Of course, I got the contest page. I have pictures. I have video, like a YouTube channel. Uh, If you loved cartoons from the 80s and 90s, I think you're going to like it. And while you're there, please make sure to check out my Facebook and Twitter page. The links can be found there. And also rate me on iTunes. Link is on the podcast page. So anyway, I, I, I can't say much more about this, this episode. I don't think I'm going to top it. It's going to be hard. So here he is, Corey Burton. Corey. Yeah. Sounds How perfect. How am I sounding? Sounds okay? It does sound good. I do appreciate you thinking about the audio. It's awesome. Oh, I'm obsessed with audio. <laughs> I've actually read that about you and your microphones. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, you know, that's what drove me to uh, this field, I I think. I mean, it's just a natural um, uh, obsession, Uh (laughs) and uh, of course, uh, great voices and great characters, uh, character voices uh, are all a part of that. (laughs) yeah let me start off by saying you are hands down one of my favorite voice actors of all time so this is incredible thank you so much for coming on the show that's very kind of you (laughs) i uh, I like to say well uh short short order cook of uh of funny voices (laughs) not all funny of course Uh but i am an old-fashioned voice man they used to say and uh and a, and a uh, classically trained radio actor. Now, when, when you were growing up, were you a Disney kid or an animation kid? Uh, yeah, I, well, I loved Disney. I loved the Disney features, mm-hmm. especially, and the wonderful world of color. Yes. You know, I think the very first film I saw was Sleeping Beauty. Okay. Probably. <laughs> and uh, one of the major events of my life was uh, seeing Mary Poppins at the uh, Carthay Circle Theater in Los Angeles. And uh, I've just uh, been a fan of Walt Disney and everything he yeah. stood for and still stands for. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. He's, he's one of the people, you know, you know, they always ask you, who would you have dinner with? you know, living or dead, Walt Disney is my answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I believe he was the most significant creative force of the 20th century. No doubt, yeah. No hands doubt. down. And everyone in every field of endeavor uh, who has done great things in the world, I believe, 
it can all be traced back to inspiration from something Walt Disney generated mm-hmm. and produced with, uh, of course, his brilliant team, the <laughs> nine old men. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, even these days when I work for Disney on a Disney project, I mean, I've even gotten into some scuffles with producers <laughs> where they want me to, oh, modernize something, to make it a little more hip or whatever. Mm-hmm. We say, well, you know, I'm still working for Walt. and I just would not want to ever do anything that he wouldn't approve of that he wouldn't find uh, entertaining and artistically uh, and creatively valid and exciting now did you ever lose jobs because you said that um or do they usually see it your way after after you know hearing it out? Well, there have been some cases. Uh, you know, these days, of course, uh, everything is is very mm, huge corporate in structure, and uh, every now and then, the, uh, <laughs> the the powers that be really want it in a way that I just don't want to do uh-huh, it. Exactly. Fortunately, I've had so much, uh, uh, you know, so much success uh, over the years that I don't have to take every job <laughs> that comes along. And, uh, uh, I mean, in general, uh, the creative people are always on the same side. Yes, yeah. we want to do great work. Yeah, exactly. Great characters. Um, it's when you get into the the the, the folks uh, who are looking. Uh, well, Walt called them the sharp pencil boys. <laughs> <laughs> the people that that want everything to uh, uh, concur with their facts and figures and statistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, without uh, conscientiousness of, is it a good show or not <laughs> that's when I I graciously uh, try to bow out um, but you know in almost all cases uh, the people I work with are just wonderful and and I'm a partner with them in in bringing their vision to the microphone. Uh, I don't dig in my heels and say, no, I, I have my idea, I'm doing it that way. Yeah. It's, uh, it all starts with the writer, the, the characters' voices, their delivery, their demeanor is uh, on the page. It's in the writer's imagination. Just like when you read a storybook, you read the character's lines, you hear that character's yeah. voice right from the page. Well, I hear that voice in my head and try to let it just flow through me using uh, what I learned in Doss Butler's uh, workshop oh, yes. uh, as a radio actor and, and my, my instincts and wits 
<laughs> what, what was one of the greatest things he taught you in his workshop? Um, the, uh, they are not voices, they are characters. Okay. <laughs> was one of the phrases that, uh, that I tell everybody who wants to get into this field. And uh, the other thing, too, relating to celebrity, it's mm, none of us who are full-time voice actors do it to be in front of the public, yeah. uh, per se. And it's that the character is the star. And we are no more important to that character than the the artists, animators, writers, directors, producers, editors, you know, sound designers. We're all part of the character. Uh, Wayne Allwine, in fact, uh, the great, <laughs> the late great Wayne. Mickey mm -hmm. Mouse. Um, yeah, uh, I remember we were in Florida and meeting with the, I guess they're called walk-around characters. Yeah, okay. Some people uh, Im very improperly call them rubberheads. <laughs> it's, it's really insulting. You should never use that uh -huh. expression. And uh, our guides uh, took us down, you know, to their dressing room area where they were preparing to go on stage uh, up to the Magic Kingdom. And they were all so overwhelmed to meet us voice people. Mm -hmm. And Wayne, you know, turned to one who was like in tears and said, hey, 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 we are doing the same job. <laughs> I am Mickey, you are Mickey. Walt was Mickey. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we... Uh, we are not to be put on uh, a pedestal. I mean, sure, it's nice that people enjoy the work and appreciate uh, the craft that goes into mm -hmm. it. It's, it's good to have uh, uh, pleasant uh, regards uh, <laughs> from anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. Who, who doesn't like that? <laughs> and one thing's for sure is that you guys are always kind of replaceable is always somebody out there who could do it just as good as you well of course uh, you know we uh, I mean it's it's magic but it's show business magic it's mm -hmm. craft it's, it's it's the craft of of voice magic uh, character performance um and uh, it, it, it's not uh, something that that just pops out of you. It, it needs to be learned, uh, uh, like any other craft or art. You and I have a lot of com in common when it comes to uh, Disneyland and the love for the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I I love. The, I mean, I was just there, and I think it was March, and I think I went on it four times within an hour. I, just oh yeah. Well, you probably know that that was what sparked. Yeah, yeah. That's where I was going to get to. Yeah, that's what sparked. I mean, I get goosebumps still when I go on the ride. I'm sure you do too. Oh sure. Uh, uh, the the voice characterizations of Paul Freese. Mm -hmm. uh, just 
soar above all the rest as far as I'm concerned. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, what age were you when you first wrote it? I'm guessing like 11. I, I mean, I was born in 55. Okay. It opened, uh, what, 68? I remember going there as a little kid and they were the... The, the signs out front it's coming soon you know <laughs> 999 yes happy haunts or whatever it said I don't remember <laughs> and uh, we just saw the facade and <laughs> I remember wondering well how are they gonna squeeze a whole major attraction into that small yeah. house <laughs> <laughs> It's magic. Of course. Disney <laughs> magic. But, but yeah, from uh, the first three seconds of hearing oh, yeah. Man. the ghost host, I was just thunderstruck. Like, oh, and because I had already been warmed up, I'd already had an affinity uh, for the voice of Paul Fries from Monsanto's Adventure Through Inner Space. Okay. And uh, other work he had done. Uh, the film The Time Machine. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Rod Taylor. Uh, uh, again, when the voice of Paul Fries came on as, as the talking rings, I just, you know, my jaw dropped. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was, oh, my God, that's just the greatest voice in the universe. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is by far, yeah. It's, and, and I, I, I hear you even know by heart the little speech that the, the ghost host does in the, in the ride. Can I hear just a little bit of it? Well, I know the the preamble. Um, now, uh, of course, uh, I, I will just do a half take. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> <Impression. Yeah. laughs> we're uh, we're forbidden from uh, <laughs> from from full character <laughs> performance. For good reason. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, when hinges creak in doorless chambers and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. <laughs> Welcome, foolish mortals, to the haunted mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> uh, all those little chuckles uh, <laughs> really <laughs> add seasoning to it. Yeah, that's amazing. But it's, it's such a masterpiece. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I, like I said, I at least go on it at least twice in the same day whenever I go to Disneyland. I'm going again in October, so I get to well, see I, the October version of it. I concluded <laughs> in my my, <laughs> my my arrogant little mind <laughs> the time that that is the greatest piece of narration ever recorded. Mm-hmm. And because it has everything. It it's dignified and it's silly. It's it's chilling and heartwarming and playful 
and deadly serious and and of course just the sound of it the resonance the presence uh it just transports you and of course the attraction itself is such a masterpiece mm-hmm. it is do you know anything about the the story of the the bullet in the ride? Somebody got brought a gun on the ride. I believe it was in the late sixties, early seventies, and like shot through the glass during the ballroom scene. Oh, oh, I I, I think it might have been a BB gun or something. Was it a BB gun? Okay, I knew it was something, and uh, I think I saw it when I was there in March. I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the history behind the Disneyland is just so compelling and i just i can just lose myself there oh i I love all of that stuff yeah right and so of course because the cracks sort of spread out in a spider web shape they made it into (laughs) a spider web yeah amazing (laughs) um but uh it was remarkable uh uh and then the geek part of me was just burning with curiosity how did they do that Mm mm-hmm I get very cranky, uh, of course, when the uh, when the effects uh, <laughs> aren't aren't quite tweaked properly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, I want to pull somebody over. Like, hey, projection's too bright. <laughs> you know? uh, <laughs> yeah, I think one of the I went on repair. <laughs> last year I went on it one time and it broke down maybe four times during the ride. That just ruined the whole experience for me. But then I jumped back on it, you know, five minutes later and it was perfect. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I still am thrilled. <laughs> visited and they have kept it in really good shape yeah. in recent years and the the new effects uh, um, have been beautifully uh, woven yeah they have the yeah the the soul mm-hmm. of the attraction it feels very natural very natural progression of the original yeah yeah well that's why I was so worried and skeptical uh, when I was called upon to uh, to record that demo track mm-hmm. for the overlay version, the the uh, Haunted Mansion Holidays. Yep. Uh, I just thought, oh no. <laughs> it, yeah, and you have good reason to worry about it because it's a classic that does not need to be touched. But I mean, right. if, it's, if it's done right, it, people won't even notice. Yeah, but then, you know, you, you have a uh, genius, uh, uh, unsung genius, uh, Bruce Healy, you know, who did the score uh, for Fantasmic. Okay. And, um, so much of uh, Disney uh, theme park uh, music and uh, really knew what he was doing and uh, made it uh, artistically well, in, in perfect sync, in perfect harmony mm-hmm. with the spirit of the original attraction. And of course, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just a, uh, a holiday show. I would be forever upset if the grand original Haunted yeah. Mansion was ever taken away. Definitely, definitely. Now, you also right now are currently voicing probably 
one of my very very favorite Disney characters of all time. Somebody uh, made famous originally by Hans Conried. Of course, I'm talking about Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. He is. I just remember as a kid, he was just so suave, so cool. Yeah. And, I mean, what is it like being Captain Hook now? Well, uh, in I mean, I still do the traditional. Of course, Captain yeah. Hook I wouldn't. I wouldn't want it any other way. But uh, but we've also adapted the character. Um, it took a while to figure it out. Uh, how Hans Conry would have approached it. Uh, as the preschool yeah. series, Jake <laughs> and the Neverland Pirates. And Hans Conried did a lot of radio comedy, and, uh, and of course he came from vaudeville. And so uh, in the series, Hook and Smee are, are sort of a vaudeville team. And uh, I think we've pulled it off pretty well. We've got good writers to still sound like Captain Hook and mm-hmm. still look like Captain Hook, but reframed uh, as a show to entertain the little ones mm-hmm. and, uh, and the parents watching with them. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, very funny scripts uh, of late. Uh, we finally got into, a, uh, I guess you'd call it a, a rhythm <laughs> into a creative zone where everyone on the team knows what they're doing to uh, to keep it entertaining and and keep the characters whole. Now, when you, did you first voice Captain Hook in Return to Neverland, or was there anything sooner than that? Um, the very first professional job, paid job that I did. Uh, as Captain Hook was uh, for Disneyland oh, okay. when, when Fantasyland was redone. Uh, when I was, what, uh, 19, 20, something, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was early on in my career. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, Hans Conried as a sound-alike voice was my very first professional job. Really? I was hired for when I was, or auditioned for when I was just 17. Wow. I discovered while doing silly commercials for our high school's uh, PA system that I could very easily sound like Hans Conrad. Just something in my physiognomy. (laughs) All I have to do is is think like Hans Conried and <laughs> sort of twist up my nose a touch to give it a fuller sound and uh, and it it really it really sounds so much like him. I got to meet him years ago and work with him. Did you really? What was that like? Um, oh, it was terrific. Although the first meeting him was a very surreal experience. Uh-huh. Oh, definitely. Because uh, I was introduced to him by a guy who directed the Salvation Army's Heartbeat Theater radio series, <laughs> who knew 
that I did a very good impression of Hans Conried, and uh, and uh, and so here I am meeting the great man Hans Conried, who mm-hmm. was very intimidating. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Hey, Hans, this kid does your voice." <laughs> uh, uh, oh, really? Let let let's hear it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> And uh, all I could think of was was an introduction to the Jay Ward series, Fractured Flickers. <clears throat> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another scintillating episode of Fractured Flickers, brought to you by the makers of Mistakes. And he looked at me sort of sideways, and he said, Well, that's very interesting, young man, but I don't speak with an accent. <laughs> And from then on, uh, you know, he uh, he knew he had a fan Uh and couldn't have been kinder to me. That's Uh, good. Even hinted later in his life uh, during a radio show where I worked alongside him. He was reminded that I imitated his voice. Uh, yeah, he, he he does your voice, you know, again, <laughs> <laughs> reminded. Oh, well, he can have it. That's a lot of good it's done me in all my years in show business. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been my bittersweet task to carry on the the voice work of many of my idols. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's... Including uh, the great Bill Scott. From yes, Bill Scott was Jay great. Ward production. Yes, uh, he was a, a, a genius of a different kind. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's got to it's got to be bittersweet taking over somebody's legacy after they pass away. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that was the Gummy Bears. Yeah, name. Gummy Bears, and, and you did a, a flawless job. at just what was it? Season two? Is that when you passed? Yeah, yeah. He passed right before. The uh, the sessions for season two were being uh, scheduled, and the uh, writer producer Jim Megon, who I had met very early on, um, soon after my my very first connection with Disney, uh, uh, knew that I could sound an awful lot like Bill Scott. And so, yeah, I was given the call to come in and audition, and uh, I was with Gruffy Gummy for many years. Gruffy and... And, of course, Toadie. <laughs> Toadie I never was. matched Toadie's voice precisely, uh-huh. as Bill did it, but uh, I think I got the spirit of yeah, it. Yeah, Toadie was one of my favorites. Those were good shows. Oh, they oh, I mean, you can't beat it nowadays. You, I, I still watch them now with my girls. I have three girls. And yeah. they still love them. To, I mean, the story's perfect. The characters are excellent. You just can't get any yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. It, it never became a huge hit. Yeah. Um, because at that time, the Disney name was so narrowly defined. And this was something altogether different. It was a brand new division, Disney TV animation. And... Uh, new ideas and, and totally new characters. The so marketing and promotion and station placement 
syndication people didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, they had that. And uh, the Wuzzles. Yeah, that's right. The Wuzzles, yes. Scott was involved with. And uh, that that didn't make it very far at all. Yeah. But yes, I, I got to know I got to know Bill Scott quite well. So I had lost uh, a very a very good friend, and here I was trying to carry on his work. But it was a marvelous experience uh, uh, working with, uh, of course, June Foray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Great voice. Uh, was my very first. Uh, professional voice actor contact oh, okay it was a, a family connection okay not a bad not a bad contact oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and she uh, taught me the ropes and has always given me great advice <laughs> and she always speaks her mind <laughs> oh man a most remarkable talent yeah, with with Dawes Butler and June Foray and Paul Fries and Bill Scott and of course Mel Blanc, all of those old timers, it was astonishing that just in person, in plain air, without a microphone or anything or even a script, when they performed their character voices, they sounded not not only as good as the finished, mixed, produced, recorded tracks, mm-hmm. but more vibrant, more magical. <laughs> I, I don't know who of any of us has that kind of natural presence in our voices these days. Yeah, It's, it's almost like that generation um, just had more more spice and sauce and and power in their voices than than modern human beings have. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But then again, it's also the the talent and the experience. I I kind of bristle sometimes when I'll perform something that I've done for years, and oh my God, you're a genius. I, no, I'm just old. I've just been around a long time. I've been doing this forever. And you learn, you, you, you hone the craft. You learn all of the tricks and, and all the handles to grab. You get a real natural feeling for the, the heart and soul of, of the characters. Uh, after many years of, of difficult training, it does become really simple. It, it becomes automatic. You pick up the page, and as I say, sometimes the words just seem to jump right off the page mm-hmm. and out of my mouth, and <laughs> I have no idea what I've done or what I sound like. I, uh-huh. don't, I don't like to monitor myself. I like to just let the character be themselves. I kind of stand back like uh, like a, a vocal puppeteer, <laughs> every now and then, so okay, I know, I know, I need to speed that up. I need to slow that down. Oh, the director wanted this set a certain way, uh, but other than that, I, I try to let the character flow through me. Now, yeah. one of my one of my favorite voices that you ever done was Dale for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That's still one of my favorite shows still today. 
Uh, oh yeah. I know they probably I know they sped your voice up. What did Dale sound like before the speed up? Well, I I think yeah, I don't think there's a problem with uh with sounding like Dale as I perform it because nobody hears it that way. With sounding like Dale as I perform it because nobody hears it that way. Wow. <laughs> that was formulated along with uh, Jim Magon and Tad Stones and uh, Les Perkins, uh, who founded uh, Disney Character Voices, mm-hmm. because uh, up until it was a TV series, Chip and Dale mm-hmm. were just chatter, and they were sped way up, so uh, it was supposed to be unintelligible, except for a very occasional phrase or word, you know, yep. you, you big dummy, <laughs> you know, <or laughs> whatever would pop out. Um and normally they were both women, but there was the, I forgot what it's called now, you would know the title, I'll bet, the TV special, uh, or maybe it was done for theaters originally, I don't know, where it was uh, Chip and Dale were both vying for the attention of Clarice. Hmm. Um, to... Yeah, I don't remember it either. Guys and a gal type of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the actual title. And for that, uh, Chip and Dale, uh, I don't know if both of them, but at least one of them was performed by Jimmy McDonald. And he did this sort of alfalfa switzer kind of a kid voice. <laughs> so I, I took that sort of little rascal's and incorporated that into uh, the base of Dale's sped up uh, <laughs> eventual. Uh-huh, nice. It's uh, <clears throat> it was a lot of exploration. In those days, I had uh, tape machines that could, you know, speed up and slow down. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd, I'd take the original Jimmy McDonald track and slow it down to a point where, okay, that sounds like a human being. Uh I'll I'll try to do it that way. Uh, Similar process uh, for Ludwig von Drake, who a lot of people realize was also slightly sped up. And when Paul Fries, he he had semi-retired and they were looking for somebody that could do a good Ludwig von Drake, and they they tried everyone. And they asked me several times, and I'd listen to. It. I said, "That's no, impossible. I, I can't. <laughs> it's just no way." And then, at some point, realized, "Wait a minute. He does speak rather quicker than normal human speech, and and the laughs have a bit of that helium quality to <laughs> it." Hmm, let me slow it down. Oh, there's Paul. Oh, oh now I hear it. Okay. But that was the most difficult <laughs> character to learn. Wow. It took years and years before I was finally satisfied that that it sounded good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, Paul Fries was a genius. Oh, yes, yes. I'll never be up to that level. No. Um. I'm a craftsman, but uh, but genius 
is not imitatable. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime last year, Disney announced that they're going to make a live-action Rescue Rangers movie. Have you been approached about that at all? No, I haven't. I mean, with age, you know, it's over 25 years yeah. ago now. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it really... For for long recording sessions, and those those uh, screaming laughs and just just the energy involved, <laughs> the youth youthful craziness. Um, I'm getting a little old <laughs> to endure that. Yeah. Long. Oh yeah. Um, so I try to lay back uh, a little bit. And now I've limited my my Dale session time <laughs> and content. That's going to be a shame, but hey, at least... Yeah. Let's, yeah, it's, just, but, it's not uh, going to be the I, same, but... I think, uh, I, I, I think he'll be in capable hands. Yes. Of course, the good folks of Disney Character Voices. They're doing a good job. I'm, I'm they really approving what they've been job. doing lately, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. In fact, if you ever hear a Disney character that might be slightly off, it's most likely because the particular project producers didn't really want yeah, okay. to let the character voice people have their way with it, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope they don't get Justin Bieber to be Dale. <laughs> well, you never know. I yeah, mean, I know. That's a, a sore topic with a lot of us. There have always been celebrities. Yeah, uh, yeah. Going back to the old Disney, Disney theater, you know, theatrical movies. There, there oh, were celebrities. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, from the very first, they used radio stars mm -hmm. and vaudeville stars and, and and movie character actors who were famous. That's that's not the problem. It's just when a celebrity is chosen arbitrarily. Yep for their marquee value and they just don't have the, they they just don't they're just not vocally talented yeah or particularly fit in animated form you know film acting in the past 30 years or more has all been extremely low key and uh, lacking in old-fashioned showmanship and the great classic character voices from cartoons that we love, they they were all show people <laughs> <laughs> and uh, had great music in their voices and just the general style of speech in the 30s, 40s, and 50s mm -hmm. had a lot of color to it that is mostly gone away from modern <laughs> the, the, the modern world I think that's in all languages and countries yeah just because of mass media exposure and I don't know I guess a certain maturing of of language uh, it just becomes more oh generic mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah yeah I mean listen to old radio reports uh, man on the scene you know and they just talk to average folks in various parts of the country and 
these days it sounds it sounds like they're performing a funny character voice you know <laughs> well i want to say when the storm came through we just about turned you know <laughs> head over heels at what <laughs> occurred uh-huh. <laughs> you know had this music to it <laughs> so much expressiveness i know <laughs> broader brush strokes, <clears throat> uh, I guess you would say. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I try to keep that alive, try to keep those uh, voices and sounds yeah. and characters uh, of past eras authentic. Mm, good for you. Well, <clears throat> it's, it's boring, frankly, <laughs> um, to try to sound very contemporary. Uh-huh. I mean, unless it's a very distinctive uh, performer or, or 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 just a real character from from the real world, uh, yeah, most people sound pretty similar. <laughs> and uh, and of course, our our usage of words has narrowed down so much. Uh, there, there's there's great music and flavor. In, in words. And again, my teacher, Dawes Butler, was absolutely in love with words, how they sounded and the feelings that that were evoked. <laughs> there are still wonderful writers. I always try to stand up, though, for, uh, for the writers. They, it all starts in the writer's imagination. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, and it's just tragic to me when all of the attention and budget in a production goes into hiring big names. Yeah, like Brad Pitt, and, yeah. And constructing, you know, massive, uh, complex sets and, and special effect work mm-hmm. and, and, and marketing campaigns. And, and then, oh, yeah, we'll just hire a couple of a couple of writers, you know, <laughs> weak writing is is so disappointing. And that's that's why I, that's why I'm so attracted to you know what Disney's been doing lately because Disney, Pixar, just incredible writing right there. Oh yeah, yeah. Now Pixar goes way back in animation tradition in that the the writing is. Comes from the animators, really. It is written as uh, largely, uh, you know, in a visual form. You know, they they make a a silent film, really, first. That was Walt's thing. I I don't know if there's a quote from him (laughs) or one of the nine old men where, uh, where you should be able to watch a Disney feature film with the sound off nice. and know everything that's going on uh-huh. and, 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 and know what the characters are, who they are and what they sound like, even without hearing. Oh them. man. And that's so true too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's yeah. Pure, pure animation. Uh-huh. And yeah, Pixar really, goes back to the roots of, of Disney and to me that's why their films are always masterpieces mm-hmm. 
and John Lasseter. Oh yeah, he's he's great. He's just just a, a heck of a guy who, like Walt, you know, like oh don't mind me, I'm just a silly <laughs> man. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but he knows he knows <laughs> when things uh, are are great and when they're not, and how to mold how to mold it all into something wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right, Corey, did you have anything coming up you wanted to promote or anything? Oh, my. Uh, I work on so many I know. things. <laughs> um, and there are so many, you know, any any new project, uh, these days they, they don't want anyone to say anything yep. about it before it comes out. Yep. I mean, I can say that we are starting in two days uh, on another season of Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Awesome. Um, oh, what else? What else can I talk about? Uh, I had a wonderful... Well, no, I won't, I won't go into past stuff. You know, what I have to do is... is well, uh, let's see. Anything to promote that I want to draw attention to? Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to look at my my calendar and, and, and see what have I been working on lately. <laughs> uh, I do a, a lot of promo work <laughs> um, these days. Promo and movie trailer work. Done a little work lately with DreamWorks and. And of course, there's the Warner stuff. I did uh, uh, one of my favorite straight-voiced uh, characters uh, uh, for the Warner people was uh, Brainiac. In oh yeah, League. yeah, yeah. Great, a great voice of yours right there. Now, yeah, and a lot of video game stuff. Uh, did you do uh, work on Kingdom Hearts, the one coming up soon? Uh, I've worked on all of the Kingdom good, good. Hearts. I think all of them. I think yeah, we have yeah. too. Yeah, good. Many, many character voices in them, uh, and uh, those are those are really unusual <laughs> because they are they are completely Japanese production, and it's it's all just adapted and translated into English here. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's always a challenge performing Disney characters through the culture and imagination of Japan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's uh, they are they are interesting sessions. <laughs> are you just recording by yourself when you do those lines? Yeah, generally they are done solo. Well, most video game work yeah, yeah. has to be done solo. Yeah, solo. They're so, so long you, sessions. You may be doing, you know, 500 to 2,000 separate cues. <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, <laughs> well, some of it can get a little tedious, <laughs> I have to tell you. That's when you just grab your tea and just keep drinking your tea and just... Grin and bear. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, but uh, the strangest one was uh, 
a Legoland thing. Uh, okay. Where they didn't want any words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I played those games where you just, hmm, you hmm, had what? To go, you just had to make gibberish noises, but in character. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh. but, yeah, I'm too dyslexic to play video games, so I rarely get to hear <laughs> how it comes out. <laughs> Do you remember which ones you did? Uh, it was a it was a Star Wars one. Okay, yeah, I play. I've played all the. My girls play those all the time. Still, yeah. Was, uh, for Clone Wars. Uh, for television and video games and stuff, uh, the the voice of Count Dooku. Uh, yep, yep. Christopher Lee. Uh, I've done his characterizations on many projects, including even Kingdom Hearts, uh, and uh, tons of characters uh, <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, yeah, we've even yeah we've had Captain Hook, and of course Dale. Um, I do uh, the uh, Sark and Master Control program, uh, David Warner's uh, <laughs> <voice>. <laughs> when when he himself doesn't want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Isn't available. <laughs> um, and the Diz. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Face in the Magic Mirror. Oh, yeah. There were two Disney face in the magic mirrors. Uh, it was from the original Snow White film, and there was a television version, which was Hans Conrad. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but for Kingdom Hearts, we try to stick to the... Uh, to the original. The Snow White. I try my best to sound like a Shakespearean actor from... <laughs> The early 30s. <laughs> they all have sort of that Christopher Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vocal placement to them. I, I try to keep them as separate as possible. I get I get nailed every now and then. He's just doing his Christopher Lee again. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry. That's the placement. <laughs> with, with a voice like Christopher Lee, how can you not do it all the time, you know? Well, it's uh, it's that Shakespearean. Yeah, placement. it is. It's a part of the voice. See, the, uh, this is part of the the craft I learned from Dawes Butler as a radio actor. You place the voice in various parts of your body, so it you know that comes from low in the throat and down in the chest and resonates in the nose. And uh, <laughs> whereas you, you, there's a completely different placement that's uh, that's more textured and, and more in the middle of the throat, uh, without the nose in it. Sort of a John Hurt do a lot of sort of wizardy characters uh-huh. in that realm uh-huh. as well. Burgess Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I try to base most characterizations on on a classic actor uh, or or personality. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Well, it just gives me so much to work with coming right into it. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really difficult when you start with a blank slate and you just start sort of listing 
attributes of the character, and then you have to remember them all mechanically <laughs> um, until it finally forms into something. So uh, I'm not good. Uh, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> always try to anchor it to something that's familiar to me that who, whose personality already exists somewhere in my consciousness mm -hmm. and then from there you, you mold it and shape it and, and uh, tune into the director and hopefully turn it into something original or uh, a new spin yeah <laughs> but man uh, what have I, what have I done here? <laughs> Looking at the Toy Story of Terror thing. Okay. No, the Toy Story of Terror was something I just did recently, uh, the announcer. Um, but I did the uh, Partysaurus Rex. Oh, yep, I remember that one. That's a good uh, one. Captain Sud. Sort of a traditional pirate character. <laughs> and, uh, that was with the Pixar people. I actually got to work at Pixar. Nice. Uh, Mark Walsh. First time I, I saw the finished result, I, I have to say, it, uh, I was baffled. It's like I, I missed most of it. It's, it's so <laughs> fast. There's uh -huh. so much concentrated into every frame. <laughs> Captain Suds, right? Cap yeah, I think. <laughs> See what I mean? I know you just you just do so many voices, so many different things, uh, <laughs> and yeah, and all the trailer things. I mean, uh, from the the non animation world, uh, I'm uh, I'm the very quiet voice of many horror trailers where it's just very flat and quiet. Uh -huh. Horror and suspense and science fiction. Deja vu. <laughs> and right now I'm the voice of Fargo. Oh, nice. Okay. An original series. That's funny. <laughs> and uh, and then on the other end of it, I work for, with Robert Rodriguez. Oh, are you that voice of Robert, for Robert Rodriguez's trailers? I'm the Robert Rodriguez signature announcer voice. Oh, man. Um, which just happened by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Imitating uh, <clears throat> or sending up uh, one of the great movie trailer voices of the the uh, 70s. Uh-huh. I did not know that was you. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's uh, the old voice actors would call it a trick voice. And it actually depends on this microphone I'm using right now. It's a... Uh, a big fat uh, dynamic microphone and it gives substance to the voice when <laughs> you get close to it nice. and give it that texture but uh, it's it's with a with a more transparent natural sounding microphone you can hear the artificiality of it you can hear the strain in it you can hear sometimes even the 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 voice box, you know, sort of clicking and moving up and down. Uh -huh. <laughs> wow. But, uh, but an old, uh, you know, heavy, uh, heavy capsule, 
microphone with a big transformer in it. Sort of makes magic out of those vocal textures. And of course, needs a good a good recording engineer and mixer to know that it, it's got to sound a little bit overloaded and distorted yeah, yeah. to have that that reminiscent sound of uh, old optical film soundtracks and, and, and cheaply done, you know, grindhouse uh, drive-in movie, mm-hmm. you know, B and C and D <laughs> movie <laughs> trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but that's very popular. Uh, got a lot of, lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I told them I was going to take you about 20 or 30 minutes. Here we are like an hour and 10 minutes into it. <laughs> oh, well, fortunately, um, uh, I'm just lucked out today. I didn't get piled up with oh, good, uh, good. auditions and good. jobs. Not that something couldn't pop exactly. up any second now. Um, you know, well, let's talk I, for I'm another... I'm getting old, so I, I, I get cranky now. Like, you <laughs> kids, you don't plan anything anymore. You need time to prepare and schedule things, don't you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, no, everything is this point-and-click culture. I know. Like, now! I know, it's sad. Um, 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 who am I? What am I doing? Can I look at the script? <laughs> figure out who I am? <clears throat> <laughs> but you know that's just the nature of life for uh-huh. all of us these days yep it is it is but alright man I don't want to take up any more of your times can I get you to close the, the show as one of your characters any one of the characters you're able to do right now let's see well we are not allowed to do any sort of bumper or promo okay. in major studio copyrighted yeah character yeah. Um uh let's see, what's something <laughs> from like the promo world that would there you go. Well, you know, um I could do like old fashioned Disney announcer voices. That'd be good. Because I love uh well I grew up with Dick Tufeld from Walt Disney Productions. And then there was there was the television announcer, which was Dick Wesson. The Wonderful World of Color, brought to you by Nabisco. You'll find quality in our corner. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. That sounds great. That sounds great. Stately style. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't mind doing that. We won't get in trouble. (laughs) There you go. Let's do that. Sounded good over the phone. This is Corey Burton saying, you're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. With Tim Nidell. Is that is that pronounced? Yep, you got it perfect. Properly? You got it perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of a of a character that wouldn't. Yeah, get you've done so many Disney ones, but, and Disney ones are hard because they're all tied behind Disney. So I don't they, know. Oh, yeah, they are incredibly I know. litigious. I know. <laughs> yeah, um, when I interviewed Jim Cummings, it was the same way for him too. Yeah, yeah, no, we <laughs> we are so forbidden. To do that. <laughs> I'm uh, glad too. That's I, I like that about Disney. Well, you know, uh, I I do like to keep the you know great character voices special and yeah. and not dilute them. You know, 
that's why I have a problem whenever they say, oh, we want the ghost host to do a commercial. The ghost host lives <clears throat> in that structure. Yep. He doesn't leave there. Yep. I wasn't even happy about uh, about the the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Um, and other other projects. It's like you know, once it gets out into other sorts of tie-ins and, and satire that isn't respectful of original attraction, it just becomes something ordinary. It loses. Yeah. It specialness yeah to me that's uh, I just I want after I'm gone for you know kids to walk into the haunted mansion and have that same thrill of hearing that unearthly yep. voice and being inspired for the rest of their lives <laughs> <laughs> as yep. I was. Yep. and uh, and yeah and it doesn't just pour out of every Every iPod, TV, radio, <laughs> whatever kind of <laughs> audio device in the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> implanted in their brain. Yeah, uh, those things are coming. Yes, they are. <laughs> Sooner or later, I don't know if I'll live that long. <clears throat> yeah, I hope not. Uh, hope we, hope we... Although I am continually impressed... Um, well, like with Pixar and uh, especially independent filmmakers, mm -hmm. uh, there's some wonderful new stuff <laughs> being produced and lots of it, things that are brilliant and inspirational. You know, we also have uh, more and more, you know, cynically produced uh, <laughs> commercial yeah. Crud. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that even safe to have my kids watching TV these days? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, in a way, it's the same as it ever was. Yeah. It's just more of. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and ideas and characters and projects that that never were really worthy of anyone's <laughs> affection or attention uh -huh. to begin with. Um, sometimes I'm really disappointed to see, uh, <laughs> to me, second-rate forgettable stuff being reintroduced and, and, and heralded and promoted. Yeah. I won't get into names <laughs> complaining. Uh, <laughs> That's that's what I do with other other old <laughs> old showbiz uh -huh. voice actors and types. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I hate what they did with that. Oh, how could anybody like this garbage? <laughs> I can I can just see you and Frank Welker sitting there, you know, just complaining about. <laughs> well, Frank, Frank, uh, Frank just never has a bad word to say about anyone or anything. <laughs> That's good. He good is, old Frank. He is just, well, like, like very much like Dawes Butler. Um, just the most kind-hearted, generous soul. And, oh, wow. Yeah. What, a, what an astonishing talent. Oh, yeah, oh my God. Yeah. I always say Frank is a living miracle. <laughs> 
He is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And of course, he doesn't let he, he doesn't let anyone compliment him. No. He'll just flip it right around on you. I know. I know. Oh no, you're you're the talent. You know? <laughs> oh, come on, Frank. I'm trying to get him on the show, but it's 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 impossible. <laughs> yeah, you know, he uh, he's had such uh, a long and uh, incredibly busy career uh, that I know. Uh, I feel the tug of uh, of taking it easy, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. trying to retire yep. in a way myself. Because uh, there are some days, boy. I'm old, tired. But you know, then there's there's more joy to be had, and more stuff to work on that's. That's just exciting. That's just wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I had. I'm sure there are things I could have promoted that I, uh, you know, like student film kind of things, independent projects that are just fantastic. But I, I just they're just not coming to mind at the moment. Well, then that means we just need to do a second interview in, in a year or so. Then yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did a wonderful voiceover gig that I really cannot talk about. I'll just say uh, I was performing a, a spokes voice of a movement of people, I guess you okay. would say, uh, that I am not genetically qualified to be a part of. <laughs> okay. But nice was able to able to sound authentic okay uh, it's a beautiful piece yeah i wish i could attach my name to it because uh, i'm very very proud of it but you know no one has to know it's me <laughs> okay I, i'll tell you if, if it's off the record let's, let's, let's take it off the record yeah off the record so real quick before I let you go, do you have any plans or that you know of? It might be too soon to go to D23 next year. Um. Well, it, uh, it depends. I mean, I usually, I mean, I avoid most public gatherings and conventions. But uh, you know, again, if Brian Nevsky asks me, I'll show up. <laughs> yeah, because I'm planning a trip for the podcast for the convention. I would absolutely love to meet with you and just sit with you for five minutes just to talk a little bit more oh sure sure yeah no i i uh i, I never mind doing voice panels yeah uh, yeah I, I i don't care to to be sequestered at an autograph table. yeah that can be yeah that's a little well you know I, i've got asperger's and uh ah. i'm terrified yeah I'm absolutely terrified by to be crowded by by people yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same way. I I can do one on one, no problem. But when you have a crowd of people, I just freak out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even I mean, with creative people, I'm absolutely at home. Crazy <laughs> artists and musicians and creative people, I'm always comfortable. But amongst standard society, more than one person at a time, yes, is a challenge. It is. It is. Yeah, I just want to disappear. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I feel you. I'm the same exact way. 
yeah, I, I don't even know when the next one is, but uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Brian Nevsky, uh, oh, such a fabulous guy, uh, who I've known forever now, also with WDI, and uh, yeah, he will most likely ask me, uh, and yeah, I wouldn't turn him down. You know, make a a whole day of it uh, next time around. Uh-huh. Last time I was just too busy. I just had to drive out for the the actual okay. uh, panel and a little bit of afterwards. I did get stuck <laughs> signing autographs <laughs> for a while. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's it's always nice to to stay out there and, and visit the parks. Oh yeah, it's I, I'm looking more forward to the park than actual the the convention itself. I'm I'm weird. It's yeah, <laughs> you're like me. <laughs> yep, exactly. I, me and my wife went on our ten uh, year anniversary um, in in March, and uh, she wanted to go to San Diego, which we did, and I wanted mm-hmm. to go to Disneyland, which we did. So yeah. we were both happy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and of course I I really love what what John Lasseter has done with uh, California Adventure. Oh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it was it was a bitter disappointment uh, for so many years. And now with Cars Land and Radiator Springs, yep, yep, that's something Walt would have liked. Oh, it, no, no doubt, without a doubt. And I hope he's successful in you know bringing bringing Walt's intentions back to to good old Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Its uh, management has been a little off course in the past, you know, twenty years or yeah. so. And uh, what I would really like to see is the Pirates of the Caribbean, unlinked with the uh, movie franchise. Yep. For for Disneyland, anyway, it just doesn't belong. They can they can leave the Jack Sparrow figure in the town. Yeah, that's but then him. That one the, that one's good. I yeah. like it and it's fine and it, and it works. But, but him closing but, the ride. Well, it's. Uh, Using a, a very human representation of Jeffrey Rush, yeah, <laughs> uh, instead of uh, Mark Davis's uh, genius pirate design, the black bearded pirate uh, yep. that Paul Frees voiced, uh, it's just a, a crime against Walt Disney's uh, memory <laughs> to me. I mean, like your colors, you bloomin' cockroaches. <laughs> you know. Oh, it was it was so fabulous, and it's just way too human sounding uh, with the movie tie-in. Yeah, and that closing scene is embarrassing. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And uh, but it's a tug of war. Uh, sadly, uh, you know, it is this mega corporation now, and marketing marketing takes priority over uh, over creative. Uh, very sadly, yep. but I don't know. What are you gonna do Lander about it? Right? Is, is one of us, and I know he's gonna do everything yeah. he can to set things right. Yeah. Um, and I know he is currently focused on refurbing and restoring Disneyland and, and making it fresh again. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, I wish him luck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corey. Yeah, I guess we could stop there if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
I'll just uh, I'll just rant on endlessly. Oh, I, I can my my phone battery is probably half full. We can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. I, yeah, no. I should get back to things. If nothing else, just uh, taking it a little easy. Relax your voice. I know the week is going to stack up. That's yeah. funny. My voice rarely tires out. Good, uh, good. It's it's tough. It's 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 my it's my energy that that flags now. <laughs> You're I, getting old now. Yeah, yeah, getting towards sixty. Oh man, you can get those discount meals at Denny's pretty soon. Yeah, really. You know, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's it's amazing. It seemed like almost overnight. I I was changed from just a kid in the business to the elder statesman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't you can't voice Spike anymore from Transformers. Yeah, well, I mean, I can still sound like him, actually. Can you really? We just hear it real Not quick. That I'd want to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Optimus Prime. No. Oh no. <laughs> well, that was you know originally that was an Im- imitation of Luke Skywalker. Oh, okay. I can see that. Nice. And I know Mark Hamill. Mark's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Spike was just kind of me. Playing Mark. <laughs> oh yes. Yep. Transformers movies. Uh, I, 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 I couldn't sit through the first one <laughs> after five minutes. Like, oh, stop the noise. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. God. It's. I don't get it. I don't yeah. get how that's entertaining. Yeah, it's a little chaotic. Bigger, and bigger explosions. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm happy for Peter Cullen. Peter exactly. Really enjoys playing Optimus Prime in, in the future films. And they finally have Frank in there, too, finally. Yeah, yeah, but I, I didn't want to go through that whole yeah. casting <laughs> process. No. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm too old for that. I've, I've, I've worked on too many features. I just hate going to... You know those those dingy little bungalows and movie studio lots and and you know, standing up in front of a bunch of executive mm-hmm. people without a microphone and without much of a script. Oh, just be yourself. Like, no, <laughs> you don't understand. I'm a voice actor. Give me a character. Yeah. I will be the character. Yeah. Myself is is something nobody would ever pay to hear <laughs> or see. Sorry, I'm just not interesting. I'm a kid from the valley, <laughs> and uh, and I I don't want to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, the minute you start producing a voice that doesn't sound like you look, you know, there's a disconnect with people who don't understand the craft. If they're looking at you while you're performing a character voice that has nothing to do with your physical being, that's it. You you, you don't get the gig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they close their eyes and 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 imagine it in finished animation, yeah, then they get it. Well, no, there are there are things on the horizon that again I, I just I can't talk about things in development. Well, I'm looking forward to, regardless of what it is, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, with, with well, some of the great folks from uh, the, the, the old Disney feature animation, um, you know, they've, they've all been sort of kicked out of there for the current pop culture 
crowd. Yeah. You know, I mean, Frozen. I think they they kind of just hired the the crew that did the Ice Age movies or something. And uh, to be frank about it, I uh, I saw Frozen, you know, just recently, and uh, I really hated it. Really? Yeah, I just thought it was so shallow, and it and it broke the rules that the nine old men established, where you've got lead characters singing songs to camera with nothing else going on. Okay. And that's that's inexcusable. This is an animated fantasy. Let's see the trees singing. Let, let, Interesting. Let, let's have animals join in the chorus. Let's have, uh, you know... Let's let's have everything come to life in a in a way that you could never do uh, in live action. Yeah, animation should never be just a cheap substitute for live action. Hmm. Why why bother? Huh, I never thought of it that way. And like I said, it's just so shallow and so uh, um, cliche. Um, yeah, I, I I just hated it. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of, of a whole lot of, uh, like I say, pop culture. Yeah, me either. Stuff, because yeah. the stuff <clears throat> that Walt did, and even under Eisner, um, well, there were some complaints about Aladdin, but overall, when Walt made a feature animated film, it was classic. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it didn't have an expiration date. <laughs> so to speak, and can be enjoyed 50 years later just as much as when it was made. And, you know, not to try to be too cute and clever with with, with very short-lived references. Uh, like, a, like a Shrek movie or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that Shrek was bad. No, just, yeah, just... The original, the original <clears throat> Shrek was a lot of fun. Yeah, yep. I give him credit yep. for that. That was very entertaining. But then, you know, when it gets on to number three and four and five, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just... Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't real happy about uh, Return to Neverland either. Yeah, it, it was good. I mean, <laughs> probably the only part I really loved was the Captain Hook. But... I don't know. At least it was better than most of the other sequels that Disney, you know, brought out in those in those years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was one of those tug of wars. Just, uh, uh, it was just. <laughs> it's almost just like retelling the story again, just with a different girl. Right, and they changed what the crocodile to. Yeah, the, the octopus. octopus. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, like I said, it was, it was shallow, uh, but, uh, animation was, was pretty good. It was, yeah. That's what impressed me about it, too. But, uh, you know, the writing, eh. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. This is, this is truly probably my favorite interview I've ever done. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm just having a wonderful <laughs> chat with a, with a fellow Disney nerd, you know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That, that's what I always was and yep, will be, yep. you know, I mean, uh, it's, it's all about Disneyland and, oh, yeah. and old radio. And hopefully and we get a ride on the Haunted Mansion sometime together. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be, buy you some dinner. That'd be great. And uh, and yeah, yeah. I I guess the highest honor is that uh, with, with Disney uh, is that I I get to play Walt. I never imitate him. Okay. I turn that down about five times. <laughs> you know, oh, you just sound like Walt Disney. I don't know, but he sounds like Walt Disney. No. No. And then they finally came around. They said, well, how about play Walt Disney? <laughs> play him as a character. Okay, that I can do. And uh, and surprisingly enough, you know, in those inside the story meetings, things we've done, that whenever they have these Walt quotes, uh, they'll have me perform them uh, as Walt. And it's really surprising how many people think it actually sounds like Walt. Hmm. No, no, it doesn't. Listen to it <laughs> side by side. Well, it's it's kind of like my Paul Frees uh, ghost host for Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Haunted Mansion. Okay, all of you sound exactly like Paul Frees. No, I don't. Play the track <laughs> side by side. It's just an illusion. It's all about the writing and the, and the the essence of the character and keeping keeping the integrity of that and and it just works <laughs> were you as disappointed as i was in um tom hanks's portrayal of walt disney oh i, I just thought it was just uh, it was so wrong it was so mm -hmm. not walt disney no no the wrong accent at, wrong yeah at the same time tom hanks is a charming actor mm -hmm. And in telling the story, um, it wasn't a bad performance. No, it was it not. Just, it just wasn't Walt. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I felt the same way. So it redeemed itself in the end. But boy, when I first saw the trailers for it, I just about threw up in my mouth. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, God, oh, nope. no, no, nope. no. <laughs> That's not Walt at all. <laughs> but who could play Walt? Exactly. I, was, I was thinking the same thing. He probably did better than anyone else I can think of. Yeah, and and the film wasn't about him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was a good movie. It was not at all what I expected. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. But yeah, oh, the casting. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Exactly. And I guess we'll leave it at that, buddy. So I'll, I'll let you get back to your tea. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Yeah, you too. And, um, you know, yeah, I am, you know, one of these days, I have, uh, it's it's just fun chatting anyway. Uh, so uh, we'll do it again. I mean, um, uh, I don't know if I'll ever be organized enough, but uh, I, I should try to prepare <laughs> at least a few notes sometime to mention things that I have worked on or uh -huh. am working on that I can talk <laughs> about. But I never know, and it's it gets so crazy. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the, the emails and the text messages and the, the phones, <laughs> you know, constantly, constant fire alarms every now and then. I just think, I, I don't know how much longer I can... I can stay alive <laughs> like this. It's, uh, it just wears you out being in a state of emergency all the time. But yeah, they left me alone today. How, 
That's crazy. I don't know. Maybe there's some uh, maybe there's some convention going on or something. <laughs> maybe <laughs> something uh, one of those uh, you know NAB conventions or something where the whole business is uh, is uh, away somewhere. <laughs> maybe that's what's going on. Either that or and then I could ha- I could have actors paranoia and think, well, <laughs> I, I, maybe this is it. Maybe my career is over. It's over, man. Retire tomorrow. Yeah. 35 sessions last week. Uh, now they don't want me anymore. <laughs> no. Not Corey. <laughs> no, because, you know, I'm, I'm a utility man. So <laughs> there will always be a need, you know. Yep. So I've got something in my toolbox yep. that will work for just about anything. And and that was that was how I kind of planned it. It's, it's paid off. Beyond my wildest dreams, I think. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway, man. So, enjoy, enjoy. I will, man. You have a good day, and hopefully I'll see you next summer at the, at the convention, or sometime at least. You betcha. Take it easy. Forward to it. Bye for now. That's going to do for this episode. Please remember to follow me on Facebook and Twitter, and please, please, please leave an iTunes review. All those links can be found on my website at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. I'll see you guys next time. Is your mom there? No, I'm home alone. But you won a prize. What's your address? Uh, 42 Oak Street. Hey, Roblox, some stranger's bringing me a prize. A stranger, huh? All he wanted to bring you was trouble. Remember, never tell anyone you're home alone and never give anyone your address. I'll say mom can't come to the phone. Smart thinking. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Thanks for listening to the Saturday Morning Rewind. And you believe you, believe you, that's all.